I'm Joe Catalano with an AM Quincy News Update for Thursday, September 7th. If you felt your ride on the MBTA getting slower in recent weeks, you are probably right. Data from the MBTA's website shows there have been more additional speed restrictions placed on the T than there have been fixed, despite new general manager Philip Eng's focus on line diversions to fix the slow zones. A system-wide series of slow zones were implemented over the winter by then-interim general manager Jeff Gonneville after documentation failures revealed potential safety issues on all major lines. Still, no firings have been announced as a result of those failures. According to MBTA data, from August 7th through September 5th, slow zones on each line have increased. On the red line, slow zones have increased from 102 to 115. Overall, there is a net gain of seven new speed restrictions across all lines. MBTA General Manager Philip Eng will hold a news conference at 2 o'clock today. Uh, Also today, the T will release an independent report by Carlson Transport Consulting and an internal investigation conducted by the MBTA Safety Departments. Lieutenant Governor Kim Driscoll will privately brief state representatives today on the state's emergency assistance shelter system and the strain that it's under as a result of this year's surge in immigrant family arrivals, a topic that's already generated dozens of questions from lawmakers. Driscoll and unidentified administration members plan to meet with representatives from 3 to 4 today in the House Members' Lounge, with a virtual option also available. The briefing is open only to House members given the interests in the topic and limited time, according to the governor's office, saying in an invitation sent to representatives Monday night. House Speaker Ram Ariano's office says the briefing has been scheduled in response to requests from House leadership. Governor Mara Healy has declared a state of emergency around the shelter system due to rapidly rising numbers of migrant families arriving in Massachusetts in need of shelter and services and a severe lack of shelter availability in the state. She also made a plea for federal action on work authorizations and said the declaration served as a notice to the feds that the state shelter system is rapidly expanding capacity in an unsustainable manner and that further assistance is urgently needed. Last week, the governor activated up to 250 National Guard members to provide basic services at emergency shelter hotels. There were nearly 5,600 families or more than 20,000 individuals in the state shelter system as of early August, including children and pregnant women. That is 80% higher than a year ago. And Healy said the number can grow by between 10 and 30 families each day. That Driscoll will be the one conducting the administration's briefing for representatives shows that the lieutenant governor has assumed some level of leadership around the issue of migrant arrivals in the state shelter system. She's been a main point of contact for municipal officials dealing with downstream effects of the situation. But she told the news service last month she was not necessarily the administration's point person on the issue. The road to the November 2024 ballot continues for the most closely watched initiative petitions dealing 
With the role of the MCAS test as a graduation requirement, the rights and benefits for drivers on app-based platforms, rent control, voter identification, and the auditor's ability to audit the state legislature. Attorney General Andrea Campbell's office yesterday said that it had certified almost all of the 42 potential ballot questions. Cleared to continue moving towards next year's ballot was a question filed by Representative Mike Conley that would grant cities and towns a range of new tenant protection options, including the ability to impose rent control, which voters banned statewide in a 1994 ballot question. Campbell's office is already entangled in Auditor Diane DeZoglio's attempts to audit the legislature, and yesterday her office certified a proposed question that would establish a state law explicitly permitting the auditor's office to audit the legislature. Two potential questions that would remove the MCAS exam as a high school graduation requirement were also given the green light, as were measures that would gradually increase the minimum wage for tipped workers to the same as the general minimum wage, decriminalize psychedelic substances such as mushrooms, and halt the state's gas tax when gas prices are above a certain threshold. Campbell's office also approved multiple versions of a revived app-based driver question and a proposed law requiring voter identification. Petitioners often file multiple versions of a question for review in hopes of getting at least one certified by the Attorney General's office. The campaigns that got the green light yesterday will need to collect almost 75,000 signatures, 3% of the total votes cast for candidates for governor, excluding blanks in the most recent election, and then file them with local officials by November 22nd, then with the Secretary of State's office by December 6th. Police say an aggressive group of panhandlers targeted a man with autism outside a Walmart store in Plymouth, eventually convincing him to completely empty his wallet. When members of the community heard about it, they wanted to make it right. Stephen Galanzi finished his shift at Walmart and was waiting outside for his brother to pick him up when he was approached by three people who took about $150. Once word got out, the Plymouth community gave him back so much more. Chief Flynn of the police department posted surveillance images on the department's Facebook page asking for help identifying the suspects, but the public responded differently. They came together with a message of support and donations started pouring in. Yesterday, Stephen and his family were presented with more than $3,000 in cash, checks, and gift cards. He's getting far more than he could have imagined. The town's getting something back, too. Panhandling is is legal in Massachusetts, but Plymouth officials are hoping to use the robbery as an example to draft legislation so individuals who cross that line can be punished accordingly. A new space for teenagers will open today at the Thomas Crane Public Library in Quincy Center. Library Director Sarah Sliman says the new teen space will be in the Coletti building of the main library on Washington Street in Quincy Center. The new space features study areas, comfortable seating, computer stations, and engaging lighting. A ribbon-cutting ceremony to open the new teen space will be held today from 3 to 5 p.m., and teens are invited to participate. 
Some light refreshments will be offered, and activities will include a raffle for those in grades 8 through 12 at a DIY keychain-making station. Earlier this week, the Friends of the Thomas Crane Library opened their new bookstore in the former cafe in the atrium of the main library. Check of business news this morning. Stocks pulled back yesterday. The Dow down 198 points. The Nasdaq lost 148, and the S&P dropped 31. World stocks also slipped. The dollar and the euro fell, and oil is almost $87 a barrel. Sports. The Rays beat the Red Sox again in Tampa, 3-1. to one. Boston is back home tomorrow night, 7 o'clock, for a series with the Orioles. Forecast from the National Weather Service. Today, hazy, hot, and humid. High of 94 degrees. Muggy tonight, low 71. Tomorrow, hazy, hot, humid. High of 90. An isolated storm possible Saturday. Warm and muggy with a high of 85. Some scattered storms Sunday, high of 82. The marine forecast today, waves are 2 feet. West wind at 5 knots becomes southeasterly later today. High tide, 6.13 p.m. Sunrise, 6.15, set at 7.07. I'm Joe Catalano with an AM Quincy News update for Thursday, September 7th.